if people don't feel supported, I know for me as well, just families first, then like you said, are you just a number to that organization? So really bringing that personal touch in is, is key for us as an organization. Welcome to the Breaking HR Podcast, where we wrestle with employment challenges for entrepreneurs, business leaders, and HR professionals. Here are your hosts, Jesse and Nathan. We're uh, really excited to be back here with another installment of our podcast today on the show. We'll have, as usual, Jesse Cheatham and uh, our special guest today, just a, a wonderful, amazing person and a local to us in Sylvan Lake, Alberta. And we're just excited to welcome Crystal to the podcast. And Crystal, thanks a lot for joining us. First and foremost, thank you so much for being on with us. Um, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to have a chat with us. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Good. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Crystal. We're, we're super excited and uh, we're starting to get the hang of this. We're starting to have some kind of introduction. So this is great. We're off to a good start, but maybe do you want to introduce yourself a little bit about what you do, how long you've been doing it and what your, what your role actually is in your business? Yeah, sure. So, um, I am an owner manager partner at Lakestone insurance, and we're also part of a bigger broker conglomerate with our head office based out of Manitoba. Um, and we are in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and only branch here out in Alberta. Um, I've been in the insurance industry for 23 years now, um, kind of throughout various roles, going from being a broker to the insurance company side in underwriting, business development. And then my passion, I realized, was helping manage and lead individuals in the insurance industry to be their best version and, and ultimately to help people be protected on their biggest assets. So I fell into insurance. I'm here. I love it. Lake Stone's out in Sylvan Lake. I opened this office up in 2015. Really, I just thought I'd be working from home, selling farm insurance. <laughs> and then quickly, I realized that there was a, a need for education, I think, into um, our clients to make sure that they understand how insurance should work and also be there with them throughout that claims process. So yeah, it's been a very adventurous uh, little excursion here for the past 20 some years, but I love the industry that I'm in. That's nice. awesome. Uh, I'll attest to a couple of things. I'll, I'll attest to the <laughs> fact that you guys provide an awesome service and awesome education. And so I can appreciate that. The other thing I want to attest to is the fact that I think almost every person in that works in insurance. I don't care what kind of insurance falls into it. Yeah. And that, like, I hear that from, it's like, when me, I fell into it. No, like, I, and I yeah. don't think anybody grows up wanting to be an insurance. They grow up wanting to play hockey or, you know, be a yes. superhero, superhero and then they end up in insurance and that's okay. So yes. for those of us out there, it's okay. Yeah. Or it's like your parents had the brokerage and you're like, well, I guess this is yeah. what I'm but I think That's once you awesome. get into it, you realize like the amount of opportunity that there is within the insurance industry, right? Whether you're on your life disability or the property and casualty side, but there's so yeah. much opportunity and so much growth that you can have there. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's it sounds very change. niche too, right? Like you, you can go down a lot of different directions with it. And it sounds like you've been in a number of those areas. So you've kind of honed in on what works best for you and what you like to do. I really liked what you said is now I've identified what I'd love to do and that's what I'm doing. I think that really says a lot to where you've come from, but also where you are now and now you're really living it and thriving. That's awesome. 
Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I think too, it, with something like insurance, it's there's no way around it. It's always a little bit painful. It's always a little bit not awesome. <laughs> it's a necessary and thing. It's yeah. a necessary thing, yeah, it's... <laughs> especially home and auto. You can get around yeah. a little bit what I do. But what's really nice is a person that gets it and that cares and makes it a little bit easier. And that's, I find my passion in doing what I do is making it just a little bit less painful, a little bit easier. And I think Crystal, you're the same. I hate dealing with it and I hate having to call you not because I don't want to talk to you, but <laughs> it's a little bit less painful to, to talk to someone that I know. So that's awesome. Anyway, yeah. Uh, enough of the mushy cushy stuff. Your role, you're a, an owner manager. So you manage people. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk about a little bit what that role is like. Do you do mentorship relationships? Are you managing? Are you on your own top of the pyramid? Or how do you relate to the employees that you have? And just, yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, I think having a growing team, starting off as myself and then growing. Um, we've got seven team members right now that are working in Lakestone in various lines of business and lines of business, meaning you've got your home and auto segment, farm and commercial. So everybody brings an expertise to the table. And I think that it's, for me, it's mentoring our team, A, to work together cohesively so that when our clients from the outside look at like, so we're one cohesive family, essentially, right? And making sure that everybody feels comfortable with the education that they're they're providing to the um, clients. So yeah, there's seven of us. I would say that in my branch here, we are situated in different departments, but working together. And each have, I encourage, I always say knowledge is power. So if you've got the knowledge in whatever it may be, or you learn something new, make sure you're bringing that to the team and sharing it back to them um, because that's what's going to make us a better team and a better brokerage overall. So we don't really have any other managers within my office. I would like to say we have our team leads that oversee the individual segments of business, but really we just work all involved. We all know each other's files and communication, communication. That's what I always say. So, so and then it, of course, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, so when it comes to the, the people piece of it, like the team itself, that all comes back to you. Like you're the, the person that has to do all the, for lack of a better term, so the, the HR pieces that come with it in a lot of cases, you have to be that person that pulls that all together and, and works through those. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the onboarding, um, the exiting, that would all be going through myself here for sure. And then I also have our main HR department is out of our Winnipeg office too. So I'm very lucky that I get to lean on them for support. And again, I think it's the collaboration. Like sometimes you feel when you're in your little office or smaller office, you're like, hey, what do I do? But being able to reach out to different owners in different locations, even though we're different provinces, I think, and even different business segments in general, we can all relate to some of those struggles maybe that we have with a onboarding, finding the right person. And then if that person decides to leave or change in business direction, letting them go. So I think it's really beneficial to have that HR designated person there to assist with that. Do you divide up tasks equally or do you all tackle the entire HR department, so to speak, management part, or do you have a very decided upon set of things that you do and that they do? Yeah, I think it's interesting because over the past couple of years, as we've grown as an organization, HR is a fairly new segment that we've implemented. 
before it would all be 100% on the owner partner in that office that would be kind of getting all the paperwork in order. And as we grew as an organization, from legality reasons to, you know, employee mental health, all of that, there's such a need for it now. So we did shift that over to um, HR per se in our head office, but I'm really fortunate that my business partners as well put a lot to say, hey, Crystal, what does this look like for you? And then how can we support you with that? So centralization of material versus as far as what do we do in this scenario? That's all through head office, but the day-to-day operation and management is within my team here. So I'm very fortunate to have that support. And that's kind of nice, I think, as well, because if it were all centralized at your head office, I feel like it would be difficult to develop and have good relationships with employees because you have a bit of both. You have a head office, but you also have that ability to manage those employees directly as as you do. I think just to add to that too, I mean, it's what Nathan, what he was just saying is that it's good to have that support there, but it's so good to have somebody's knowledge to tap into, right? I think in a small business, you often feel like, okay, I don't know what to do in this scenario or whatnot. So kind of like um, you're not. Yeah. Like even these podcasts, right? It just gives you another segment of knowledge to tap into of like, I'm not alone in this. Other people are there. So it's. Well, I think the model you're speaking to, having those partners across, but they're in a different province, like, like you have, you can pick up the phone and say, Hey, I'm dealing with a situation. This is what I'm thinking that I want to do. Like, what do you think? Or have you had that? Which is, is a wealth of resource for you. And that's the thing. Like, I think HR have done right is really just part of a skill set, right? Like it's part of the whole business skill set. Um, but it, it is good to have those people. Like there are things like things that are legislated or whatever that you might need advisement on. And it's nice to have that to fall back on. Yeah. The other thing that Nathan and I talk a lot about is the ability to have high touch, I call them relationships with your team, but like one-on-one. Yes. And I think that's where the strengths um, of a smaller business that's part of businesses can really strive. And that's where I also think a lot of these bigger businesses that are struggling with retention, that's what really hits them the most because people can't have those relationships. So tell me a little bit about like, how do you try and get the most out of those relationships with, with your team? Like, how do you, you talked a little bit about at the beginning, you really enjoy trying to get your team to be the best versions of themselves. Like, what are some of the things you like to do to do that? Yeah, I think in our, in my office here, again, exactly what you said, it's it's being just that family type of operation and generally caring about my employees. So that yes, you have a difference. lot of sick days. You may have a lot of this, but let's be real. Nathan's doing it right now, right? Things happen. Yes. Kids are at home. <laughs> yep. And then I think that we need to be flexible. So flexibility for me is a big part of, of, um, of how I like to engage with my employees. Mental health, big things. Can we offer different programs? to our team to make sure that they feel supported. Perhaps they yeah. may not feel comfortable talking with me about things that are going on, but can we yeah. provide them with the proper supports that they can access that as they Absolutely. see fit? Work-life family balance, I think more now than ever. <laughs> Some people like to work from home. Some people want to be in the office. So giving that hybrid model has been a very talent-attracting too. And how do you manage that? Like, do you manage it with each individual or do you kind of have a hard set of rules that you use for all of them? Yeah. So we have, as far as like the overall processes kind of thing for the office, we have general guidelines for that, but in their own individual work streams, 
they may yep. like working from home, you may have a little bit more flexibility of hours. So when people are coming gotcha. in office, then how can I do that? So providing them with a flex day as an example, yeah. it's just, I think it looking at everybody's individual needs is really important. We can't blanket. And I think the whole um, team with the paintbrush, because everybody is unique and everybody's family needs are unique. And, oh, that's and if, awesome. if you don't see, if people don't feel supported, I know for me as well, just my, my family is first, then like you said, are you just a number to that organization? So really bringing that personal touch in is, is key for us as an organization. Well, and people are going to cling yeah. to that and they're going to be motivated by that, right? People want to work for people they enjoy and work with people they enjoy, right? And it gives you the opportunity having those relationships in that way to understand what motivates this person versus that person. Like that's, that's what I love hearing is like, you know, you talking about your team and maybe say like, Hey, I recognize that Crystal would rather have a gift card to take your family out for dinner where Nathan would rather have, um, you know, a, a Starbucks card because he drinks a lot of coffee, you know, like, but having I was waiting, like, what are you going to pick for me? <laughs> waiting for the coffee plug here. Uh, but having the ability to manage those relationships instead of just having a set of rules, I think it, it just sets you up so much better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just being unique, right? And everybody yeah. wants to feel heard and valued. Yeah. And that's just the way that we can do it. So yeah, it's great. Really good. I think I think that comes up every single week with Ask Jesse with this yeah. podcast. Everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be valued. It's, it's a cool theme and it's very true. But can I ask about what you guys are doing on the mental health side now with employees? So what kinds of solutions are you finding? What kind of problems are you have, or do you have that are existing that you can talk about? Um, I'm very fortunate that we don't have a whole bunch of, uh, I don't know if it's fortunate, if that's the right word, but we don't have a lot of mental health issues, but you know, mental health can range from something very severe that's going on to your life. That's like impactful. And you know, you need a multiple times offer. Yeah. yeah. Or it yeah. could just be, Hey, today I, <laughs> I showed up and I was late and I was flustered this morning because my kids were blah, 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 right? And it's yep. just, I think mental health is such like a big word. It could even just mm-hmm. range into my team as far Very as like, smart. yeah, like maybe it's just been a stressful day. Maybe it's a stressful week because there's something going on. I always say is just, if you need that mental health day, if that's what we want to call it, then take mm-hmm. it. I would rather them take a mental health day, have a good rest, get their whatever needs to be put in order and then show up the next day to show up for themselves and the team and the client. So nice, kind of the flexibility there that I really encourage with them. We also have a third party that they can reach out to in confidence and talk about any sort of mental health issues. They can get, they have X, Y, Z amount of counseling sessions. If any of my team required any sort of assistance, I would hope they would also come to myself or to our HR manager and say, Hey, you know what? I'm really struggling with this. And then again, Jesse, as we were just talking about, it's that family contact, right? Of yeah. help them, you know, get through this. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of the programming that we run. It just again, very personable, one-on-one situations. You know what? I yeah. I just want to interject in a thought here. Um, it sounds like you're talking about um, like an employee assistance plan or employee family assistance plan, and I recommend those for. Any cup doesn't matter the size. But what I was going to say, and not necessarily in your case, Crystal, but there are there's a great resource that's actually free for all Canadians that actually does that as well. 
So okay. for whatever reason, if your if your EAP is is not hitting the mark or they want another place to go to, there's something called Wellness Together Canada, the website. Um, and I recommend it all the time because they launched it during the pandemic because, you know, all the things people were going through and dealing with. Um, but it has everything from like text counseling to you can find in-person stuff. It doesn't go quite as far as an EAP, but it's a nice additional thing to to have for your folks. Absolutely. Um, I mean, just a plug to throw out there because I know I've mentioned it to people personally and professionally lots of time when they don't have access to a plan like that. Yeah, that's and I was I was going to go the other way with a beefed up version of an EAP that has unlimited counseling and so that's hey, even like... better hey if you can afford that's even better <laughs> yep yes yes absolutely shameless plug okay away we go that's right yeah <laughs> we we did a really cool session a, uh, about a month ago now in calgary about mental health it's really really new it was through a company that we use called headversity just a, it's just a calgary tech company that does ICBT and counseling and things like that for employers. They had some very influential people from some very large companies. And the interesting thing coming away from that was that it was a common conversation with all organizations that were there. I mean, they were there to talk about it, but it was large corporations and smaller businesses of 50 employees or 30 and in all different sectors across the board. So it was very interesting. That's why I wanted to ask Crystal as well, just that is, we have that conversation in pretty well every meeting that I have with, with businesses. It's just, it's, yeah. it's been there all along and now we're, we're talking about it more and more. And I think it's good when it comes from the employer yes. and that there's something available. Um, the, the, the problem I think, and the stumbling block is access and utilization utilization is typically very low on eaps and and some find it simply difficult to access or it's not communicated to employees that there actually is an eap that exists and so and then what is an eap do and rolling that out and and so just having that information uh, reach their ears when they need it because they might hear it one day but forget it exists the next day yeah. and and so very interesting. And I think yeah, it's having really information cool. readily available to them. Like if it's in a shared drive where everybody can access, like, so they're not trying to search for that information. And um, yeah, I think, you know, for us, our, our organization here, kind of every January, we're reminding people of like, hey, this benefits package is here and, you know, take mm -hmm. advantage of it. And it is in confidence. You don't need to necessarily, we're not going to find out what's going on and, and we support you in all aspects, but you know, please utilize this service. So I think that's absolutely taken yeah. is just communicating that with the team and yeah, making exactly. sure we're aware of it. Yeah. Even within our office, we all know the EAP that we have and the programs we have. And even just using that, it, you know, when I've wanted to use it, I'm like, okay, wh which one do we have now? And part yeah. of it's just, we have too many that we talk about. So we're like, oh, what's the number and what do they have? And then, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's almost so, like the Netflix problem, right? When you have all the choices of what to watch, you get paralyzed by it. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Maybe one or two lives. Yeah. <laughs> we counted it up, and I, I, our team did one time. If if we wanted to, we could leave a client with about 11 or 12 apps by the time we're done with them. It's crazy. 11 or 12 apps. And <laughs> They're like strolling through their phone. <laughs> next page, next page. Yeah. yeah. So. There's an app for everything. And some of yeah. them are very cool. 
but it does become overwhelming as well. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Shoutouts, where we recognize the things that are making life just a little bit better. We're going to do our shoutouts, and the shoutout is for anything that you would like to draw attention to, anything that you're dealing with right now that you want to recognize. And this could be professionally or personally, this could be funny or sarcastic. And so, Crystal, as our guest, I want you to give your shout out. I think for today, my shout out would definitely be to my team. Without my team, I have nothing. Literally, yeah. <laughs> I need them in here. Um, I appreciate them. They're kind of in the thick of it with me. They are also here. We laugh together. We cry together. We have such a great time. And, uh, you know, we, we always say we spend more time with our work family than we do with our own. And uh, I just really appreciate each and every one of them for sure for showing up every day and just being them and being real and having those uh, real discussions. So definitely for them. I also would give a shout out to, you know, we get a lot of slack in the insurance industry as a whole. And this year has been a crazy year for weather related losses and all claims, et cetera. And uh, I think our industry as a whole really deserves a pat on the back for getting through what we went through here in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, BC, from the floods and everything. So a shout out to the insurance industry as a whole, our insurance partners, adjusters, and just everybody who's in it again every day in the thick of it with us. So, and a shout out to you guys for having me. <laughs> Thanks for hosting you're me. Way better me... Than, you're way better at this than we are. <laughs> you're like hosting me yeah. and sharing this. It's been awesome. And this is my first time so doing it, but I just feel it's it's good to, I'm looking forward to all the rest of them and hearing your guys' knowledge that you're gathering and sharing. So thank you. Nice. Well, thanks. It's nice. And yeah, that you guys have not had an easy year. I, I truly don't know how you do it. Like, well, even you just, see the just... insurance industry, but let's exclude my half of it because it's not even close <laughs> to what you got to deal with. <laughs> but I mean, I was just going to say, like, even recently with Vancouver and all that was going on out there, with the, all that they're not equipped to handle, like all that stuff causes a tremendous amount of claims in all the areas. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been uh, a year that we talk about, like, staffing and, and whatnot it's i find that there's a lot of people exiting our industry it's it's a very stressful job at times it's a very rewarding job at times but you know it's it does it can be a very special person to deal with those types of pressures and claims yeah. and everybody wants their as a homeowner or whoever's dealing with it you know you you want your home to be repaired but there's also thousands and thousands of other people lining up as well what happened over in you know on the east coast like that's it's just been a crazy year. So yeah, I think our industry deserves a, a shout out because we get a lot of, <laughs> hey, this went wrong, but there's a lot of good that happens as well. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You're meeting people at their absolute worst for the most part. Yeah. Like you're saying, yeah. we don't want to call you. <laughs> the last time we chatted, you're like, I don't really want to call you. But last time we chatted, you were like, oh, uh. <laughs> like, it's good. Hey. Just let's talk about it. Yeah. yeah. That's no one calls you when they're like happy with their insurance. No, no one calls you to be like, hey, by the way, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it was really helpful. No, it's always when it's something goes wrong, right? I did say that I didn't want to talk to you for a while, and I guess I broke that promise. But at least this is under better yes, circumstances. Thank you. Yes, yeah, this is good. So good. Jesse, go ahead. What's your shout out? Well, I just want to, yeah, I want to, I would just want to make a reference that. 
the reason I say that you're much better at these shout outs than we are, well, I was speaking about myself. I think I've given the same shout out like four times because <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, I love this thing. Uh, so I'm going to do something I different. I was just about to say, you're not allowed to say audible and you're not allowed That's to right. say whatever book you're reading on audible <laughs> for like two months. Yeah. Yeah, for two months at least. So we, we I get gonna, it. You're a reader. You're a reader. Good for you. Well, no, Congratulations. I, I'm a listener. I'm a listener. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Very different. Uh, I don't mind reading, but not as much as listening. But okay, I will do another service uh, and a surprising one because I will say this is just my own thinking, but I thought this was something that nobody did anymore. I recently used a travel agent to book a trip and it was such a great experience. And I say that because I was the, of the thinking that like, I can do it myself. There's websites, like, why would I need a travel agent? Um, but anyway, as a, I'm a CAA member, AMA here in Alberta. And so I used that service and it was fantastic. Found some better flight times. It was actually less expensive than I was finding on my own. Um, so yeah, I guess shout out to people that are, that are in the, uh, the travel industry and, and doing that, uh, as I'm sure it's not a widely thought of service nowadays. Yeah. Nice. I agree. I, I feel like everybody goes to like websites because they're like, oh, red tag deal or whatever it may be. Oh. But I think in our, even Nathan, like your industry, it's like that value add <laughs> to go into the actual professional and being like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Like, we, I just, yeah, I just did the same thing, Jesse. So I can relate to that. I looked online and I was like, okay, this is a little bit cheaper. But, and then yeah. I went to my travel agent and I was like, holy smokes, like she got me direct flights and she got me this. And, yeah. Right. Okay. So surprising. Yeah. 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 All right, yeah, Nathan. Awesome. What do you got this time? Are you going to go with Audible? Right. No. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. Um, okay. I'm going. I'm going with this bad boy right here. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> look! Look at that jacket. Nice. Hey, shirt. Look at that handsome guy. Just the worst. I, and I, the worst and I just noticed. Ever. Your name, your name's on the inside. That is amazing. You're not, you're not made enough. And is that a scan code? What does that scan code lead to? Yes, yes. I got, I, I did some uh, work with a bespoke tailor and they made me all these, these cool pieces. But yeah, so that little tag QR code in the jacket that they made me, it takes me to um, my own personal catalog of the items I've ordered. Oh my God. So yeah. cool. Look. All right, massive like shout out to you. Got to this. You got me good. Oh, look at, I love I it. I love it. Dude, that's what I look like when I take the two off. I literally took the two off for him to take a picture. Like, then okay. I go. That's good. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'd be remiss. We didn't actually mention the Taylor's name. And I'm not, this isn't, I, I don't like the picture because you're not smiling. You're not doing a good job. The jacket is awesome. I love that jacket. Yeah, let's where is it from? Uh, the company's called LGFG Fashion House, so they're Alberta based, they're out of Calgary, but they uh they'll come to wherever you are, uh, and they make this stuff out of the UK. Are they men's Um, only or ladies as well? They they are men's ladies. Uh, I don't think they do kid stuff, yeah. I'm gonna check them out. That's cool. Chris, you can get your own personalized scan code. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Catalog of clothes that I buy is all there. Yeah, yeah, and anything that you build, like, it's it's a pretty cool experience. You pay for it, but it it's really good quality. Like I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if I have that jacket the rest of my life. Yeah, nice. sounds uh, like hey, okay. make your jacket. You're like hey, 
Scanned yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, check it out. <laughs> That's glow. Very glow. That's sweet. No, um, I, I'm actually in the market for a jacket. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a look. I'm actually just gonna order the same one. I'm gonna scan that scan code. That's right. Like, I want, I want the Jesse Cheatham experience. Yeah, um, you, you always dress really good, actually. So that's my shout out today. I thought that was a sweet picture, and, and I wanted to give them some recognition for our five listeners before. There you go. Well, six now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. This has been shout outs. Are there any? things that you're seeing as you're hiring for your team, are there any things different that you're seeing now than that you used to see when that people are looking for as job seekers? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah. I, um, I fear again, that work family balance is like key when people are coming in and I, in, in our industry, at least again, going back to the fact that there is let, there's people exiting the in- industry. So bringing people in, there is a, an expectation of salaries that are probably more inflated than what they had used to been. And That's in true. our industry, we don't really have a salary comparison that we can go to and say, this is where our benchmarks are, which really exactly. creates, again, that struggle between a smaller independent broker versus yeah. the large companies out there. And it can be advantage or disadvantage, depending on which way you want to look at it, right? Because again- yeah can incorporate new policy depending on what that person's experience may be, what that role is going to look like, where if you're in a bigger corporation, it might be very structured. So yeah, I don't look at it as a a negative or a positive necessarily. Just I think when people are onboarding, they want to be looked at again as an individual and what value can they bring to the team? And then how do we look at that compensation, whether compensation of salary, flexibility, work-family balance, benefits, RSP matching, that sort of thing. So yeah. yeah, I think it's it's different definitely than what a field hiring five years ago was for sure. Yeah. In a way, I think it's good though, because I think people are more vocal about what they need and what's going to make them successful. Where I think before we were more apt when we're looking for a job, it's, hey, I really want this job, whatever they put in front of me, I'm going to take it. Where I think now people are more hesitant and maybe not hesitant, they're more careful. And they're saying, I want to do some good in the world. I want to know what you're doing, how you operate, what the people are like, what the balance is. They want to know all of that before they make a decision, which I think is good. It makes it more likely that it's going to be a match, right? As opposed to, okay, well, we hired you. It really didn't work out. Yeah. I think, Jesse, too, it's depending on the age demographic, right? If they're older people reaching the end of their career, they want just that job security. I'm going to come to work. I know what my role is. Where for hiring the younger generation, they seem to be a lot more, this is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I want to go. And then yeah. can is that going to fit with your organization? So having like career pathing with the younger generation and growth strategies for them and paid education, those are key yeah. things for ideal employees that want to grow within. But you need that balance again too, right? You need those people yeah. that are just happy doing within that role. And then you need the people who are going to just grow and want to grow with the company. Do you find that the, that younger generation is sticking around with one company or are you finding that they're wanting career paths advice, but not necessarily with you? And are they open to saying that or yeah, how are they? Yeah. I think part of our interview process and onboarding with anybody who is a new employee is where do you see yours? Like, what are you, where are you at now? Where are five years and 10 years? Because 
we're such an expanding brokerage here right now. There's tons of opportunity. And um, I, I want to always retain. And I think a, a good way of doing that is, again, having that open communication, educating them, mentoring them, helping them with paying for that education. And it's really on the job learning. So the mentorship piece, I think, is key. And if they don't feel that they're being mentored or they're not feeling this is where I really want to go in my career, yeah, I think they would leave. But I that's something we strive for is the retention of our employees and yeah. making sure that they feel supported and having those regular performance reviews quarterly, making sure they're attaining their goals, individual goals. Um, their success creates our success. So yeah, nice. the long we can I like hold I, I like the retention. <laughs> I never want to flip my employees over and over by any means. Yeah. Yeah. It costs money every time you have to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Just the and time. If, no, if nothing else, it's you. Yeah. Yeah. That and just the that and everybody likes, as you know, in our industry, it's like a portfolio management, right? So you don't want to always have a new advisor being assigned yeah. to your clients. You want to build that sure. relationship with them as well. So yeah. For your yeah. client, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Trust. We're in a line of work of trust, right? And it takes a while to build that up for sure. Do you maybe want to just what, wrap up with one, I don't know, tip or something like that? Something that we're seeing out there that we can get for people? Yeah, that sounds good. I, I think a tip or a story, a quick something. Do you have anything that you want to leave behind? Leave behind. Uh, That's already you say. I think for, just to wrap up our like conversation of HR and, and team and, and mentorship and clientele and all of that good stuff. I always just say that, again, my team is everything. Your teams are everything. And we just want to show up to work, do the best job. I truly believe that's what people's intentions are. And just having an open mind to each individual's needs and empathy and just seek to understand rather than just coming to a conclusion. So I always want to try to find, even if a situation is bad, how do we learn? How do we grow? And how do we move on from this point forward? So yeah, yes. my education piece to everybody is always just look at things through your own lens, not through others, and move forward with a kind heart. That's very wise. I love it. Awesome. Crystal, thanks a whole bunch for, for coming on this show today. And it was really awesome to have you. We really appreciate your time and all the advice. And we look forward to talking again in the future. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Jesse. Oh, I, I didn't want to add to it. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Go make it a great day.